0: Yeah, like it feels weird, and I get that. It's like when we do Long Distance, and it's like, gross! I just want to feel that body body, body, and bite your butt. Well, hello everybody, I'm Arden Rose. And I'm Will
1: Dobbshier. And you're
0: listening to Crash on on My Couch. couch. Which is our one-stop-pit-stop of the internet, of all the interesting things that you would like to hear about. Ain't that right, Willie D? That is right. This week on Crash on My Couch,
1: we talk about woman trapped in window trying to retrieve poo after Tinder date.
0: Damn. We're gonna answer a lot of questions from you guys. This week and more on, on crash, crash on My, on My Couch. Couch. Thank you to RX Bar for supporting Crash on My Couch. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar with no BS!
1: Get 25% off your first order at rxbar.com crash. And use the promo code CRASH in capitals. That's rxbar.com slash crash promo code CRASH. Oh, rolling,
0: rolling on a river, down the highway. Okay, well, anyways, hello, guys. Hello. Welcome back to Crash on My Couch. I'm Arden Rose. And I'm
1: Will Darbyshire. And
0: we are excited to talk to you this week. Sorry this episode is a little later in the week, but, um, you know, better late than never. Am I right?
1: Am I right?
0: Uh, Will's been working on his short film extensively, which is very exciting if you want to talk a little bit about that worm.
1: Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot of stuff happening, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's good. It's good stuff, but I think as a result, everything else just, like, freezes.
0: Yeah. Does anybody know that you're working on your short film?
1: Um, I put it in the comments on my last video. Okay, so no. No one knows this. So A few hundred people know about it.
0: Oh, okay. But you haven't, like, posted on Twitter or Instagram or anything like, guys, look, I'm working on this. You're more of like a work in the silence type, and then, like, boom, here it is. Boom,
1: baby. Boom,
0: baby. Have that. Yeah, Yeah. which I appreciate. That's my favorite kind of work because then you're not bigging it up the entire time. Yeah. Like, if you big something up too much, like, what's the point of even watching it? You know what I mean? That's true. I like when something just drops. Like, when Kanye drops his album, he drops it. Beyonce drops lemonade. I'm going
1: to drop this. You're going to drop... Hopefully, if all goes to plan.
0: Yes. Can you tell us the title of it, at least? Or the preliminary working title?
1: The working title is Us.
0: U.S. Yeah. Period. Capital U. Capital U.S.
1: It's not like U.S. In the United States, it's an us. Me and you, us.
0: I know, but is it a period after us? Like, us, period. Ooh. Right? Or capital U.S. Period.
1: Um... Currently, there is no period, but maybe we could add, we could think about that. We okay. could discuss that in greater detail.
0: I'm just being obnoxious because it's such a simple title that I want to make it more complicated. Right. Um, but no, that's exciting, babe. And I'm I'm proud of you and I'm excited that you're working so hard. But because of that, we've um, found it hard to stop and just uh record and have have just some some chit chats between us.
1: Yeah, I'm really bad at working more than one thing. Yeah. Whereas you're great at doing multiple things. Uh, Whereas I just uh, mm. drop everything to do that one thing, which mm. isn't a particularly good thing, but anyway. But I
0: get it. It's different ways of working style. Like when we were shooting Mr White President, um we were a couple days late, obviously on a podcast, but they were a little bit shorter because we'd wake up at like five in the morning to do them. Yeah. And then I would go to work. Yeah. So like we – it's different because now it's like even though I'm not doing that much, you're off in meetings, talking to script people and doing fun things and working everything out. And like it's your first big short film. So it's like understandable that you're, you're spending a little bit more time on that. So um, – yeah. Anyways, thank you guys for bearing with us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, we're going to do some fan service in this episode. We've got a lot of, hey, we all feel weird sometimes, questions to answer, which is good. You guys have been awesome to keep sending us um, questions to our email, which is gmail.com If you guys ever have any questions or like interesting tidbits or anything you guys want us to look at, Feel free to send it over there. We've also been seeing your tweets. As you guys know from last week, we had a couple different um, segments that were entirely fueled by you guys. So thank you for being so involved in the podcast. It's great to hear from you guys all the time. Um, But anyways, Will actually found the first segment that we're going to talk about today. Yes, I did. Would you like to describe it, at least? Just yeah, tell let me... Like, tell me what you remember. I have it up if you want me to text you, it to you.
1: Yes, send it
0: to me. Okay, I'm going to beep bop boop 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 send this over to Willa real quick so he has it. Um, you had another one. It's really annoying. We had a segment yesterday or two days ago that you were talking about that now you can't remember. But you know what? If, if it comes to you, next week we'll talk about it. Okay. How about that?
1: Sounds good. Okay, so... The first segment we're going to be talking about this week is... Weekly. Idiot.
0: Weekly. Idiot. Weekly. Idiot. It's the Weekly Idiot. Yeah, it is.
1: (laughs) Um, And this is a hum and dinger of a (laughs) uh, (laughs) Weekly Idiot segment. Actually, someone, one of you lovely people sent this to me, so I'm just going to... Do a quick shout out. Mm-hmm. Let me just find it my Twitter mess here.
0: Yeah, we we check our. I was legitimately before we started recording this. I was checking my uh, Twitter notifications and my replies to see if you guys have sent me anything fun so just so you know we check our twitter before we record this like literally an hour before we record this to make sure you guys haven't sent us something so yeah um, if you ever want to send us over something hashtag it with crash on my couch show or yes. just c-o-m-c yes c-o-m-c and then we can search it and find all the fun stuff that you want us to talk about so, so yeah,
1: rihanna sent that rihanna.
0: rihanna thank
1: you for sending this uh, wonderful <laughs> article Just this
0: highbrow, dignified article. Let me
1: let me read out the title and then we can get into it. Okay, so woman trapped in window trying to retrieve poo after Tinder date. So immediately, like, it provokes a lot of questions. Okay, so how the woman gets stuck in the window is the big question. (laughs) Also, this is from. (laughs) How does one get one's poo stuck? (laughs) In window. <laughs> well, I'm
0: confused as to why she's trying to retrieve the poo. So yeah, you can explain this. There's the story a
1: lot of me. questions here.
0: Yeah. But I feel like this is, um, first of all, this is from BBC, just so you know.
1: So, uh, yeah, this is on bbc.co.uk. And, <laughs> um, okay, so a woman who threw her poo out of her date's toilet window <laughs> because it would not flush had to be rescued after she got stuck trying to retrieve it.
0: This sounds like me. This sounds like me. This sounds like one of those dreams that I would have. It
1: sounds like a sitcom first date, yeah, it? like something you'd see in like Friends or Two and a Half. No, 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 men.
0: it would have to be girls. A this girls. would be a girls thing because. But this is too
1: outrageous for it to even like, be on
0: girls. Like retrieving shit out of a window is a little bit too far. The, I think
1: the amateur gymnast was on a first date with Bristol student Liam Smith when she panicked. And threw the feces out the window. I love
0: a big old feces.
1: Yeah. So the toilet <laughs> didn't flush, so she was like, fuck it, what am I gonna do? I
0: would do the same thing though. Like, what do you fucking do? You're not gonna walk out in front of your date and be like, hey, your toilet won't flush. There's a piece of shit in there that's mine. Maybe,
1: like, just put a load of tissues over it and just kinda, you know?
0: I'd probably do the same thing.
1: You pick it up out of the toilet bowl <laughs> and throw it out of the window. That's the logical thing to do in that situation.
0: If I got desperate. Yeah, I mean, like what else?
1: You... little fingers in there, grab a turd and throw it out the Listen, window. Listen, I
0: can always wash my hands of my shame. I can't wash the relationship of shame. That's all I'm saying.
1: There's got to be a better way to go. What do
0: you do? What do you do? It won't flush.
1: It won't flush.
0: And you've got a turd.
1: And you've got a turd. <laughs>
0: And you see an open window next to you.
1: This is so disgusting. But like, <laughs> couldn't you just like put it in the sink and just try and like.
0: That <gasps> and no! Down? No! No, uh, no, 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 no. Then it's doubly awful because you're trying to shove your shit <laughs> down someone's sink. That's awful. You have to check it out the window.
1: You, no, that can't be. That That's can't be the only No, way she out did of this. what
0: any one of us, any one of us good law-abiding citizens would have done. Personally, at least,
1: and just threw it out the window. In fact, a hit yeah, to. in the heat of the moment, I can see how that she came to that conclusion.
0: Okay, but but keep going because it gets so much worse. Okay, so
1: <laughs> it did not land in the garden, but became wedged between two non-opening windows. <laughs> I love that the thing that makes me laugh like really laugh <laughs> is the fact that she's an amateur gymnast. <laughs> like,
0: so, like why did they add So that? they're like
1: the amateur gymnast was on the first date and I think it's so funny because obviously like she was like I'm I'm flexible, like I can like I'm gonna
0: climb out the window. I can like do this. Yeah. Like,
1: I'm Bendy. It should be easy. Crying. So it didn't land in the garden. So she basically decided to climb head first <sighs> into these two non opening windows and then she became wedged. Have you seen the picture as well?
0: It's fucking hilarious. Guys, when you
1: get <laughs> when you
0: get so like funny.
1: a minute, type in woman trapped in window trying to retrieve poo after Tinder. Day, Not
0: even joking. It's one of the best. Type it in Google
1: and then like look at the BBC News headline and you'll see just a picture of this poor girl <laughs> stuck,
0: stuck in, in a window. window.
1: And, like, it's one of those, like, outrageous things where she's, like, because she's upside down stuck in the window. And, like, it's, like, one of those record scratch, like, sitcom moments, which is, like, you're probably wondering how I got here. Um, oh, God. Uh, and then, okay, so... Um, after your ahead first, she got wedged. Mr. Smith had to call the fire service for help.
0: Okay, so then... So it-
1: after a while, he must have been, like...
0: Are you okay? okay. Yeah. At like, what point? How long like do the you think Ross, he waited? It's like
1: the Ross situation in France, where his pants won't come up <gasps> and he's got t- like powder all over. his Oh my
0: god! How quick? How quickly do you think he came to ask her like what was up?
1: I don't know, but she probably was like, Liam.
0: Liam.
1: Ah, something's happened.
0: Oh. And he was like,
1: "What the fuck are you doing are you in stuck? between two windows?" So the fire service came and eventually they got her out.
0: Oh, God. Mr. Smith, who was raising funds to fix his broken window, wrote that he was on a Tinder date with the woman and they went back to the shared house he lives in. We'd had a really nice evening, he said. We'd had a meal at a well-known chicken restaurant, definitely Nando's, had a few beers, and then gone back to mine for a bottle of wine and a film. So they were totally going to get down. It was a post-Nando's. It was Nando's. Post-Nando's. Oh my God, it was post-Nando's. Oh, This makes it even better. He said that the woman went to the toilet and when she came back she had a panicked look in her eye and told him what she had done. He said the toilet window opened into a narrow gap separated by another double glazed window. It was in this into the it was into this twilight zone that my date had thrown her poo he said. He went to find a hammer to smash the window but he she decided to climb in head first after the offending package and became jammed i was starting to grow concerned so i called the fire brigade and once they had composed themselves they set to work removing her from the window so they were cracking the fuck up like the fire brigade came to the house and like heard the whole story can you imagine hearing that whole story and then having like retrieve this woman out of this clogged window
1: i'm just trying to think like like how noticeable was this turd in the two windows Cause if it was like you barely could see it, you could just like flush the toilet and get the fuck Bitch, out I wouldn't of have
0: said anything.
1: But like, it must have been visible. Like she must have been like, "There's no way to hide this." <laughs> it's just there it's glaring.
0: <laughs> also, I'm sorry. Like this is maybe a little too graphic, but like there has to be a solid turd for that thing to be able to th- be able to throw, throw out and
1: it. then remain like and like In keep tact. its form.
0: <laughs> How does that even happen? oh my god I love dying.
1: I just want to be a flower on the wall when she came out and said to him listen
0: did you hear it she had a,
1: something's happened she
0: had a panicked look in her eyes do you see what he looks like by I'm, not I'm not
1: surprised I'm not surprised Liam
0: Liam looks like a cute guy
1: Liam must have just leant into him and been like, listen I'll help oh you god. out
0: oh my god I can't believe it so it was like we had a lovely night
1: wait oh my god this is so funny unsurprisingly the woman does not want to be named but mr smith has said he has seen her since and who knows what the future holds
0: wow we've had a lovely
1: night a lovely night on the second date but it's too late to say if she's the one but we got on very very well and she's a lovely girl and we've already got the most difficult stuff out the way first oh my god that's true i mean like that's a nice breaker isn't
0: it (laughs) to be honest though like just after everything that happened, if she was, like, a nice person, you have to go on a second yeah. date with her. Like, you have to. You you have a history together now. Yes. You made the news together. Yes. Like, you have to keep going. <sighs> you know what I mean? That's so funny. She's a very, very lovely girl. Oh, my gosh. That's impressive. Also, apparently they... Let's see here. It's going to cost him 300 pounds to replace the window, though. That's an expensive date.
1: Expensive poo
0: Seriously Oh my god It's the most expensive shit I've ever seen
1: (laughs) Oh my Um, gosh Can we find a way For this to segue Into our next segment Or can we Is there a way to do this So From uh, The poo story (laughs) How can we segue (laughs) Into The next segment Which is Hey We we all feel weird sometimes
0: Well, I feel like the best way to segue that is that
1: Hey, we all feel weird sometimes. sometimes.
0: Especially when we're lodged in between two windows. Because we've just thrown our feces outside of our first date window. This is true. So, you know, that kind of thing can kind of throw things off for you. Um, (sighs) But anyways, yes. So this is Hey, We All Feel Weird Sometimes. As you guys know, we like to answer questions and get questions from you. Um, And like I said earlier, we were going to answer a lot of questions from you guys. Because you guys have been sending us a lot of stuff. um, Even some questions from July that we still haven't answered. Which is a rough. So... I thought we could go back in time a little bit and answer some questions that you guys have asked. So, yas. All right. Lay it on me. All right. So first up, I just loved this title, which is why I got excited about it. It says, no getting saucy for me. That's the title of the email. No
1: getting saucy from me.
0: Yep. And I'm not going to name her name, but this is a lady who says, Hey, Arden and Will, I've been in my current relationship for roughly a year and six months. I'm 21 years old, and I've only recently dived into my sexuality and discovering who I am in that sense. Back in December of last year, Matt, mm, we'll change his name to Brett. Brett's a shitty name. Uh, Let's try... I
1: mean, it could literally just be Matt, because we don't know who she is.
0: I know, but maybe the boyfriend listens to it too, so he would know all these stats. Let's go with Brett. Brett works. Back in December of last year, Brett, the BF, and I sealed the deal for the first time, if you know what I mean. Winky face, winky face, winky face. Sex. That means they had sex. And honestly, things were pretty hot and heavy. I was excited because I was learning about him and myself in this deeper way. And frankly, I enjoy the hell out of sexy time. Me. I already knew my body, but not like this, you know? And it's always been about love. I'm (laughs) madly in love with this fella, and I want to love him in sexy ways sometimes. Jeez. Well, lately our sex life has drastically changed. Oh, gosh. Drastically. Dot, dot, dot. Sometimes I have to literally beg him to even glance at me sexually. I know sex isn't everything in a relationship by any means, but it sucks when I want it, and he's never in the mood anymore. I don't think he doesn't love me, but it makes me doubt myself sometimes. Help! Please, plus, thank you. Okay, well... Here's the thing. That's awesome that you dove in, had a fun time, tons of sexy times happening all at once. Um, There are so many reasons why someone might have a lower sex drive in the current moment. He might be stressed out at his job. He might be having a lot of like other thoughts that are going on in his head that aren't related to sexy times. So when he's like, you know, relaxed at home. He's less likely to want to engage in something like that. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just might mean he's preoccupied and, or you might just have a way higher sex drive than him. That's true. That's like a thing as well. Like, like it's a very common thing to have a little bit of a mismatched sex drive. And that's not a bad thing. It just means that, you know, sometimes you got to do a little solo play. Get yourself uh, all situated if someone else ain't going to do it for you.
1: Oh, my You know what I'm saying? Gosh.
0: Yeah. Um, and I get you because sex to me is also very important. It's like a way to show love in a relationship. And at least for me, sex is very romantic and something that I feel like is necessary because it's like the physical embodiment of love, at least in my eyes. that's yes. not true for everyone. But for me, that's how I feel about it. Yep. And so um, sometimes if... Like, you know, you're not having sex a lot. It can feel like you're distant. And I feel like this is where she's coming from. Like, because they're not having sex a lot. Yeah, she's feels, not as close to him. Yeah, like it feels weird. And I get that. It's like when we do long distance and it's like gross. I just want to feel that body, yaddy, yaddy and bite your butt, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Huh, huh. Yeah. Two cheek. Huh,
1: huh. Yeah.
0: Like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I don't know. Um, anyways, moving on. So what I'm saying is, um, maybe it's hard to have like a really open discussion about it. It sounds like you have tried to make advances on him, but maybe you haven't been like, Hey, what's the problem here? Like, do you, do we need to work on anything? Is this... Do you want something special in bed that I'm not, you know, doing necessarily? Like, this is a very vulnerable conversation to have. So just be ready for, like, a little bit of kickback. Some people don't like to talk about sex that much.
1: Yeah. And it's, like, it's always so awkward, like, having to talk about, like, serious shit. Mm -hmm. Like, that's always, like, quite a gross thing. Although I feel like I'm quite candid with that.
0: Yeah, if there was a problem. I don't
1: really, like, have any filter. I'm like, hey, what's going on with this? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do you like me now?
0: <laughs> Hell. Hey,
1: you don't like me this week. Why is that?
0: Yeah, so true. I mean, like, and that's what's good about you is you're very upfront, but not a lot of people are. Like, I'm not a very upfront person. I am if it's not something serious. But if it's something that I don't want to talk about, I have a hard time, like, coming to the conclusion that needs to be talked about. So I totally get that. And maybe that's... Maybe that's his problem. Is maybe he's realized that sex is kind of weird right now too, but he doesn't know how to fix it, and maybe that's making him feel awkward. Mm-hmm. So when you do like try to make advances, he's kind of like, I don't know what to do about this. So I think it's just.
1: It's also like, like did she say how like how often they're having sex? Like did she say like now? What?
0: It says that like when they first started having sex a year ago, roughly maybe a year and six months ago. Yeah. Um they were having a lot of sex. They had just started having sex. I
1: wonder what that means. And And I wonder what that means now. How Like, are they having sex, like, once a week?
0: Well, she says sometimes I have to literally beg him to even glance at me sexually. But it sucks when I want it, and he's never in the mood anymore.
1: When you first start having sex, I think, like, you... Because you are exploring, and you're, like, having fun, and it's something you've never done before. You're just having a lot of sex.
0: And you're exploring. Especially
1: when... So, like... Yeah, like the first time you're having sex, you're doing a lot, and also when you're new with a new person, you're doing it a lot, mm-hmm. and like gradually that like filters out, and like you aren't having sex as much. Naturally, every single relationship in the world has that. That's like the most normal thing. That's why they call it like the honeymoon stage because it's like you haven't really worked out each other's shit yet, mm-hmm. and you're just having bomb ass sex and everything's great. Yeah, but then when that starts to you know change and develop and you get into more of the meaty stuff in a relationship mm-hmm. you're not having as much sex which is fine but like I remember like if I if like first time I was having sex and I stopped like or it like started to filter out and I think I've spoken to a lot of my friends about that they felt very like weird about like oh is something wrong like is this not meant to be happening because they hadn't had the experience to know that like that's just like a normal thing yeah so like If it's, like, you know, if it's, like, a matter of, like, you only having sex, like, a couple times a week or, like, two or three times a week, that's, like, totally fine. That's normal. But if it's, like, you know, you're not having sex, like, like like once a month or, like, something a little bit longer, then that's a different story. But, like, you shouldn't feel weird if, like, you're just not having sex as much. Like, that's, like, totally normal.
0: I think it's also, it sounds like a lot of it, too, is that he isn't. It feels like he's not, like, having the desire to initiate. Like, it sounds like she's initiating a lot. But that
1: could be because he's, he's just comfortable with her and doesn't feel like he just... You know, like, it's just not... It's just stuff like that just happens. Like, yeah. it's quite a normal thing. But then again, you know, it could be different. We don't know the full story. Yeah. But if it is that, then, you know, don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. If it is just, like, a petering out thing, like, that's... Totally normal. If it's something where, like, you are one of those people that wants to have sex three times a day, which I know sounds crazy, but there are those people. I mean, honey, we've all been there. So, you know, if you're one of those people that wants to have sex three times a day and he's like, I'm sore, then maybe that's maybe that you guys can reach a compromise. But I think with any kind of situation in which one person has a higher libido than the other person, you have to find a middle ground. Like, that person's going to have to find a way to help you out in some way and you need to help him out some way
1: communication
0: communication so anyways Thank you for your question. Thank you for that wonderful title. No getting saucy for me. I really enjoyed that title. All right, guys. So now we're going to take a little break uh, from our podcast to say thank you to our sponsor this week, which is
1: RX Bar.
0: There you go. So thank you to RX Bar for supporting Crash on My Couch. RX Bar is a whole food protein bar with no BS.
1: Get twenty five percent off your first order at rxbar.com/crash and use the promo code CRASH in capitals. That's rxbar.com slash crash, promo code CRASH.
0: Hells, yeah. I've actually had RX Bars before we even, like, talked about this on the podcast, before they sent us delicious bars, Um, while I was on set. All of our makeup artists loved our X-Bars. Really? They had the peanut bar, the, the protein peanut butter one that was like so delicious. And the thing that I like about it is that they're made with really simple, clean ingredients like egg whites, um, which is mainly for protein. Gluten-free. Um, yep. gluten free Gluten-free, gluten-free
1: soy-free, soy-free, dairy-free. Yep.
0: They do a lot of like the, a lot of the sweetness comes from dates, which I appreciate. So like. interesting Cause a lot of vegan, um, treats and sweets and stuff have like a base of dates, but I don't really have a problem with eating egg whites, which is why it's kind of nice. Cause it can be a full protein bar. Like you still get tons of protein, but it's very low on the glycemic index, which I yeah. really like. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're great for breakfast on the go snacking. Anywhere thrown in your bag for the plane, true dat.
1: True dat. They also come in eleven delicious flavor varieties. Varieties. <laughs> they also come. They also come in eleven delicious flavor varieties.
0: Yes, I mean my favorite one in any circumstances peanut butter. Like not gonna lie. Oh,
1: peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter is my favorite. Everything.
0: I know, but I know they smash
1: some peanut butter and then I'm good to go.
0: Right. They have. I think you would really like. They have one that's... Um, I don't think you've had this one yet, but it's a chocolate mint. It's mm. like. Um, Chocolate chip, mint, like ice cream, but in a bar. Oh, and it sounds so good.
1: That sounds good. Are you
0: dabbing during our ad space? I didn't dab. You did dab. I didn't. Are you dabbing to RX bars? No. Okay. Yeah, I am. Wow, too much. Too far, honestly. Way too far. Triggered. Um, Wow. Basically, RX bars are a whole food protein bar made with 100% whole ingredients and no BS, such as no added sugar, artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. So it's made with 100% whole Whole ingredients you and
1: they're can- tasty as hell.
0: They're tasty as hell. Um,
1: so yeah. So if you guys fancy it, check them out. Mm-hmm. Thanks, RX Bar for sponsoring this podcast. You can get 25 off your first order at rxbar.com/slash/crash and use the promo code crash.
0: That's rxbar.com/slash/crash and using the promo code crash.
1: Thanks, guys. Woo.
0: Next up, we have a uh, very fun question uh, from a southern lady, which I'm excited about. It says, hey, Will and Arden, first off, I'm totally digging your podcast. I love the laid back and honest feel that you two bring to the table. Thanks so much for making it. I have a question for both of you. I'm a senior in high school, currently living in the South, though I identify not at all with the Southern lifestyle and ideals. I'm 100% planning on relocating to London sometime in the coming years. Cool. Arden, what is your experience living in London, even though I know you're only part-time, having come from from a similar Southern background, and do either of you have any tips? Lots of love to both of you, you dope-ass humans. Well, thank you, madam. Um, I mean... I didn't know that I was going to end up coming to London. I like had always wanted to visit here quite a bit. And I think like in a dream world when I was younger, I would have lived here, but I wouldn't have ever thought that that would have panned out. When I first moved to LA, I had no idea that I was going to meet Will. So it wasn't like I had this idea, like I was going to move to London like you do. I mean, it seems like you will probably have a bit more prep than I will. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I guess the biggest things I can say is, uh, if you don't identify with the Southern lifestyle and ideals, which I didn't either, um, coming to a city like London or Los Angeles or New York, that's a bit more liberal minded or, um, a bit more like worldly, I guess you could say, or globally minded question mark, a bit more connected. It will feel like a breath of fresh air. Like you'll find new reasons to get irritated when you're in a different place, like obviously, but all of those kind of social issues that really bug you, kind of dissipate a little bit and you forget that people think like that like that's the crazy thing to me is like once i left home i forgot that people like got married really early you know like that most of the people who were in my grade are like married now Mm. and stuff like that because in london you wouldn't get married like until you're 30 you know (laughs) like that would not even be like 27 or 28 like and people were getting married fresh out of high school yeah Which is crazy. So, like, stuff like that that was so ingrained within me, like, that I would probably do the same thing is totally not even a thought in my head anymore. Um, So, like, a lot of my worldviews were challenged, I would say. Um, And I think, like, in general, I think you can keep loving on your fam from the South while still being in a place that doesn't necessarily agree with the lifestyles that they um purport or like try to promote so um it's good advice you know what i mean like i've i've struggled with that because a lot of my life i was like kind of rebelling against the idea that i needed to be that i was from like a conservative southern family and like rebelling against that was like moving to london and being like in la and very liberal and da-da-da-da. and like that was great and i like love my lifestyle now but i've realized that it doesn't mean that i have to like hate my family for having the same beliefs as me not that i ever hated my family but just that we would be at odds over things and it felt like a concrete thing um and not something where i could go like i'm just gonna let that go because i don't care anymore you know what i mean i feel like when you move into a more liberal state your family is gonna find more reasons to have like weird arguments with you but other than that like everything's hunky-dory which is good um and i guess like I guess, you know, soak up as much culture as you possibly can. When Will and I first started dating, we went out to like museums all the time and we would travel. We went to like Amsterdam within the first couple months. We went to like Southeast Asia. Like going to London and being in an international city gives you a lot of excuses to travel. And you can take advantage of a lot of like budget flights on kayak and a few other places. So I would say like start planning some trips too. Mm. If you're planning on tr- like not only living in London, but expand your horizons as much as you possibly can. Anyways, yep, that's my advice. I don't want to drone on because I feel like that was such a me question, and <laughs> not a Will question. Do you have anything to add?
1: Nope, That's it. Nailed it? Yep.
0: Nailed it. Okay. This next question is just titled vacuuming question mark, question mark, which
1: I want to know what the question is. Right.
0: Hello, Will and Arden. I'm 19 years old, and I'm going to move out of my parents' house to start studying in England. I'm from Sweden. I literally have zero life experience, and so my question for you guys is how often should you vacuum your house? Like, I googled it, and they said once a week, but that seems like a lot. And since I'm a pretty gross person, that once went too- so long without vacuuming my room that bugs started to manifest in my carpet. I seriously doubt that I will have the energy to vacuum once a week. I love depression. Help a girl out, would you? <laughs> there's, a, this,
1: there's a lot to untangle there. All
0: I'm gonna say is, you're awesome. Like you should I read this exactly how it was written out. There were a lot of like really great question marks and stuff.
1: Um I think it's like you you like you start off like going like moving out and then you're like I didn't do this before uh-huh. and I know I need to do this, but uh-huh. then you just don't do it. Yeah. But then after a while, you realize why you should do that stuff. Uh, and then you start huh? to realize the importance of doing things like that. Because it's like, you know, if you don't vacuum and you leave it, you're like, fuck vacuuming, who needs this? And then all of a sudden, like, random shit starts appearing all over the floor. And there's Ooh. fluff everywhere, like, Ooh. from a carpet. And, like, you're like, where does that come from? There are bugs. Where do the bugs come from? There's dust everywhere. You start breathing weirdly. Start, <laughs> there's, like, you start... Like, your allergies start flaring up because you haven't vacuumed. There's a lot of random shit that happens. And eventually you find that once you vacuumed, you look around your space and you're like, wow, this looks
0: incredible. Right? Oh my gosh, that's like a metaphor for self-care, isn't yeah. it? Vacuum your inner soul, everybody. Nice. Yeah. But agreed. I think you just explained it as best as I could. Like, I was the same way. I would let shit go to the wayside and I wouldn't care. And then once it was time to clean, it was so much to clean that it was miserable. You know what I mean? Like, it was so much... It was daunting also to clean that much. Like, if I had not vacuumed or... um, Like, even I recently dusted our baseboards for the first time since we moved into our apartment Mm. because I just didn't even think of that as being a thing. So I dusted our baseboards. It was disgusting. Two and a half years of us living there and I dusted those little fuckers. It was disgusting. And if I had done that every couple months, it wouldn't have been disgusting. I think, like...
1: You should just see how big your space is, and then like vacuum as much as you can to prevent it from becoming gross.
0: I mean, my feelings are when crumbs start like if you can't if you can't walk around your apartment barefoot without collecting like a, a variety like a little colony on your feet, then you need to vacuum.
1: Also, like, would you if you were, if someone's going to come over? Like, are you embarrassed because there's too much stuff on the
0: floor? Then, then you, then you need, need to vacuum, vacuum. honey. <laughs> then you need to vacuum. That's like the best way to. Well, I was telling Will the other day. Like, we do a pretty good job of keeping our apartment clean in LA. Like, because we're a bit we're a bit anal about it when we're in LA. So I like clean the bathroom a lot. Will keeps the living room really clean and the kitchen clean, and then I clean the bedroom a lot. Um, and underneath our bed, I started pulling stuff out because underneath our bed is a wasteland. It is a waste It's
1: like um, it's like the upside down.
0: It is the upside down. It's literally the upside down. And I was just like pulling boxes out, and it was just like little silver fish would just like pop out, and it was like, "Ugh, like why are there bugs under our bed? We have bed bugs.
1: Vacuum.
0: Vacuum, honey. It's worth it. It's worth it. Okay, yeah. So there you go. Um, and if it helps to like make a little schedule for yourself, like I know a lot of people have a cleaning schedule that they'll put on their um fridge. And you just like tick off every time that you vacuum. Or if you make little rewards for yourself. So like Will just dabbed. So that was gross. I always
1: dab. That's my that's my vice now. Okay. I dab.
0: Good. Okay, so you and Jake Paul. Go I with actually
1: it. like don't know I do it anymore.
0: No, you don't know that you dab anymore?
1: Yeah, it's like that ingrained in me.
0: No, I feel like you do because I mention it every like, the time. The
1: other day I was in bed and I just dabbed. And afterwards I thought that was weird why did I do that
0: when did you do that was right. I asleep
1: constantly dabbing
0: was I asleep
1: think it's an illness
0: well I will get you treated help would me. a good slap in the face help you
1: help me I'm
0: gonna slap you later
1: like that I'm gonna be taken to like a ward for just people that can't stop dabbing <laughs> I'm gonna be in a hospital bed just dabbing just like
0: dabbing yourself to death dabbing dabbing just dabbing, dabbing to myself yeah you know what I'm gonna do every dab time to you, my arms fall off every time you dab I'm gonna electrocute you
1: Nice. So it's like
0: it's like positive reinforcement that you shouldn't. Well, it's actually negative reinforcement that you shouldn't do it.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna punish you. So, guys, if you you ever bump into me in street, um, don't acknowledge the dab tick because it's
0: probably slap him, slap him if you hear the dab if if he starts dabbing.
1: I might do it. You never know.
0: We'll slap him anyway. So that's our tips on vacuuming. Yay. Okay, so this is our last question for, hey, we all feel weird sometimes. This is a really um, interesting one.
1: Interesting. I
0: think you're going to have a fun time answering this, babe. Lead on me. Because I feel like you're going to be able to give us some good advice. Lead on me. Hi, Arden and Will. I need some advice. My loving boyfriend and I just celebrated our first anniversary. Well, congratulations. Um, He's the sweetest, smartest, hilarious, most amazing guy I've ever met. We take care of each other so well, and I really think we've found a good balance between us. Basically, it's the healthiest relationship I think I've ever had. That's wonderful. Congrats. Right? Yeah, that's great. Congrats. However, one thing that worries me is his lack of motivation. He just graduated college a year ago and has yet to put himself out there in all the plans he once told me he wanted to accomplish. He's had a rough year with the passing of a parent. That's awful. That I'm sucks. so sorry. Which I understand might add to his lack of motivation. He's not depressed and genuinely has goals and wants out and out of life, but hasn't tried to fulfill them and is perfectly content living with his brother for free and getting money from his family. I have a very go-getter type A personality and I'm still in school with a job thinking about graduate school. We talk about our futures, but he doesn't seem to be attempting to find a job, be financially independent, etc. He's so smart. I don't know why he isn't putting himself out there. There
1: you go. That's tricky, man. What do you think? Tricky, tricky times. Tricky times. Tricky
0: times. This, is, this sounds like um, therapy might be important.
1: Yeah, it must be like I've obviously you know never had someone... I've never lost someone like that big in my family before. Touch wood. Thank God for that. Um, but... That must be just awful. It must be the worst thing ever.
0: I know. It must drain you.
1: So that must like I'm not. I'm honestly not surprised he's not like out go getting,
0: and doing being things. a big
1: man on Wall Street. Yeah.
0: Um. I mean, it says that he's not depressed and genuinely has goals and wants out of life, but
1: I don't think you you can. You can't really help not being depressed. That's say it rightly?
0: Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Because. Unless this is something that's an illness that has been there for a while. Still,
1: like, that's just... That's pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. Like, no. that's, like... That's gonna knock anyone for sex, I think. Yeah. Um, is always so difficult. It's so difficult to maintain motivation. Um, I feel like... Um, the last couple years, the thing I've learned with motivation is that... Um, like it's always good when you've done one thing to then just move on to the next thing straight away and not linger And now I feel like it's got to the point now where like if I'm not doing something then like I know I need to be doing something like yeah. it's like you kind of like you finish one thing and then you go okay fine that was great now what? what's the next thing I'm going to do yeah and I think that's the mentality you should have like I think I've definitely for me that's the big thing for me like I like doing like a big project at a time and mm-hmm. like I'm Like I said earlier, I'm not very good at multitasking. But that one big project, you got. I always like try and pour myself into and just focus on that one thing. Mm-hmm. And then when that's done, you do the next big thing, and then your life is just kind of this like
0: ongoing, ongoing series.
1: series of like big projects you're learning from, and then they all connect, and then you all get to the big thing you want to do. Yeah. Um, so that's like one thing I, I guess I've learned, and it's just like I guess. Motivation comes from like setting a schedule for yourself as well. Like, Mm -hmm. if you work from home, which I do, um, like just getting up at a reasonable time, not feeling like you're lying in, uh, getting out the house to work is like one of the biggest things. That
0: really helps you. Just don't
1: like sit at home and just like procrastinate, just like get out and And do it, do stuff, do the thing, just kind of get a move on. Um, and I think what else
0: well sometimes it's not i like i the reason why i really agree with the get out get out and maybe work at a cafe or something like that is because sometimes it's not even about lack of motivation it's about complacency mm. it's about being like happy where you are because it sounds like he you know has enough money to get by and he has free rent basically and like that because he has those things already set up for him he's just not like looking to get any bigger you yeah know what i mean like i think
1: i think inspiration is probably a big thing as well Like mm-hmm. right? you have to be inspired to do stuff and i think if you're like if you're like kind of a little bit down and you don't really know what to do and you're like oh i want to do this but like i don't really know how to do that mm-hmm. you should like like for example if i'm like worried about like I'm trying to do a film or like I'm trying to write a film idea like I really want. But like I'm like getting a little lazy about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, if I felt like that. I always like go and just try and watch as so many films as I can at the cinema. I just try and watch everything. And you come out of it and I'm just like, fuck, I want to do that. Yeah. Why haven't I done that? Like, yeah. I should definitely do that. And then I always find that just like jumpstarts me. Like if I see a really good film i like i'm like oh yeah like i would love to make something like that one day how do i make something like that one day i need to do this thing first before i can get to that point Mm -hmm. so i think it is like you know a lot of motivation comes from being inspired and like look seeing someone who's you know who's inspirational or like you know seeing something if you're like in a creative like workplace like seeing an artist you like or like Mm -hmm. hearing a piece of music you love you're like man I wish I could make a piece of music like that yeah I think that's a big thing for me
0: yeah and even like when I don't want to make a YouTube video I watch like a ton of YouTube videos yeah like as stupid as that sounds the same
1: with the acting thing like if you're if you're you know because obviously you want to act and it's like if you're like ever worried that I don't know you don't you're not I guess if you're worried that like like everyone does that you're not good enough or like Mm -hmm. you make a film where you're not good enough about that. Like you go and see something like you go and watch a performance and you think, fuck, like I could do that. I could do that. Or like even you watch it and you go, man, I would love to do that. I really want, I want to be able to do what that person's doing. I think I would be happy doing that thing.
0: Absolutely. I
1: think that kickstarts you immediately.
0: Oh, totally. And I mean, you know, it's, it's tough. Like, When something knocks you back and you feel like you don't... Also, it might be sort of a thing where he doesn't really want to, like, put things in the past and move on to, like, the next thing. You know what I mean? After something really traumatic happens in your life, it's really easy to stay where you are so that you don't ever lose that person or thing or whatever. And maybe it's the case of he wants to be in the same place, like, because he doesn't want to have to move past everything that's happened.
1: Yeah, and I suppose the other thing is, like... Time is a big factor like if if he isn't in that headspace where he's ready to commit to all this stuff yet, then he just needs to work out for himself because if I, I feel I feel like speaking from experience you do start to work it out and you still start, do start to realize like fuck I should be doing stuff mm-hmm. like I need to be getting on with my life like your own like I feel like the best medicine is like you realizing that like you're not doing enough or like you're yeah. you, you're not where you want to be now where do you want to be in, like, 10, 20 years?
0: And how do you get that Am I moving?
1: doing that now? Yeah. Am I, like, working to that? If the answer is no, then you got to, like, you got to work it out and, like, get moving. And yeah. I think that happens naturally. Because after a while, you get bored doing nothing. You get bored, like, people paying for your shit. You get bored, like, not being independent. And after a while, you know, you need to just kind of take that leap. Yeah. And do all that stuff.
0: Yeah. And, but, I mean, you know, also it's hard when you... Um, you know, he probably sees you as a very successful person being able to go from point A to point B very successfully and say, Oh, this is where I want to be in 10 years. Or like, I want to be motivated doing this. Sometimes it's hard to look at someone who's very, has everything together, um, and kind of like takes care of you and you take care of them. It's hard to like, look at someone and say, Oh, like I want to be, I want to be my best. But I don't know where to start with that. Like, it's hard to, like, get the ball rolling sometimes. But it's all about baby steps. You know what I mean? Like, if you can just do one thing. Like, if he really wants to be, I don't know, let's take, like, a will thing, for example. If he really wants to be a director, like, he needs to be saving up for a camera so that he can start shooting stuff on his own. And then once he starts shooting stuff, he needs to make it better. He needs to script it out. He needs to do all these things. He needs to, like, just set himself into a motion where you're making yourself a better version of whatever you want to be until you are that thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. It's almost like fake it till you make it, but it's not because it's like fuck up as much as you absolutely can so that you can become the best version of yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like you don't have you don't have to be perfect trying the first thing that you do, but you just need to try. Yeah. It's about trying. It's not about succeeding. You know? Anyways, that's a long, long answer to that. But yeah, thank thanks you, for that question. Thank you for the question. I hope that was helpful in some way. Um, he sounds like a dope dude, and I hope you guys have a great, happy relationship. But um, you know, everyone needs a little motivation every now and then, and it sounds like he will he will get it together eventually, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for hey. We all feel weird sometimes. Um,
1: I just wanted to finish off the podcast with a little note.
0: Yeah. Um, A little note. Um, This isn't exactly a segment, so I don't really have a segue. Um, But I just wanted to, you know, talk a little bit about all the crazy shit that's been going on in America with all the, um, basically like the the hurricane season (laughs) that's been happening uh, in America in kind of like the southeast. Mm. Um, And also in the Caribbean. So recently, uh, Hurricane Irma... Like, the title of this is, and this isn't funny, but Deadly Hurricane Irma Flattens Islands. Like, the Caribbean is just, like, in shambles right now. Um, Hurricane Harvey rocked Texas and, like, basically destroyed Houston, which is so sad. Um, But with all this going on, I just want to motivate you guys to um, give as much or as little money as you can to any charities that... um, are legitimate charities. I actually have a list of places for Hurricane Harvey. I know it sounds like kind of a weird thing to throw in at the end of a podcast, but it's just been something that's really been like heavy on my mind because... um, Well, also because like Texas is so close to where I grew up. So I see it as like a place that I visited when I was younger. And I know it's a bit selfish to like, you know, think about that in particular, but now the Caribbean really needs help too. But um, if you would like to donate to... The Greater Houston Community Foundation, Houston Food Bank, United Way of Greater Houston, South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, Food Bank of Corpus Christi, Houston Humane Society, San Antonio Humane Society, like any of those places. They all have um, charity scores of between 85 and 100 and work in the most heavily affected areas of Houston. So if you can, donate, do anything you can, because this is like getting bad so I was reading an article that said, that, and this is on CNN, hurricane season hasn't peaked yet, and here's what you need to expect. Basically, um, uh, hurricane season lasts from June 1st to November 30th, and everything's been pretty normal up until two weeks ago, and then Harvey hit. And now you have Katya, which is uh, not doing such great things, kind of in South America. Irma, which is coming in um to the caribbean right now and is kind of like rocking everything over on that side and then jose which is another hurricane mm-hmm. or um potentially a tropical storm that's coming in a little bit southern a little bit further south um so basically we're about to have two category four to five storms in a little over two weeks yeah so i just want to make everyone aware wherever you are in the world um disaster relief is always needed Uh, and it kind of is like up to us as citizens of this world to help out other people. So if you can give any money, if you can help anyone, just do your research and try to find, you know, charities that are reputable. Okay. Charities brace for threat from Irma. How can you help? This is on CNBC. Let's see. The thing that sucks is I'm seeing a lot of stuff that are specifically for, um, Floridian, uh, charities, But not a lot of stuff for the Caribbean. So if you guys know any charities in the Caribbean that might need our help, let us know. Tweet it at us. I've been trying to get some links on my Instagram and stuff, and I'm serious. Like, anything that you guys donate, I'll try and match as best I can. If you guys just send me a receipt, I will send out the same amount. Um, And just, like, let me know when you've sent something out on Twitter or on Instagram. Um, But... Yeah, basically anything that you can give. I've heard, though, that you shouldn't give to the American Red Cross. I saw that all over my Instagram that, like, the American Red Cross takes a large portion of the donations and doesn't even give them to charities that right. are in need. So, if you can, try to go as local as you can. Just to give you little tips and tricks when something horrible like this happens, try to go local. If you can give to charities that are, like, in the vicinity, that's what you want to be giving to. Cool. But anyway, sorry to end on kind of a heavy note, but it's just like, there's been so much stuff about it. And I feel like it's something that everyone needs to be talking about. And even though it's fun to make like shitty memes and talk about like poop getting stuck in between windows, sometimes you got to bring it home and just like help your, help your people, you know, in this world. We're all in this together. You know, we're all in this together. So. Cool.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: That's that's what I want to end on. Well, thanks,
1: guys. Thanks for listening. Anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast, Mm -hmm. and um, we will see you all next week.
0: Yeah, everybody, stay safe out there, and we love you. And um, text us, not text us. Wow, text us. uh, Tweet at us at Will Darbyshire and at Arden Rose. If you guys have any other articles you want us to look at, anything interesting you want to tell us about Crash on My Couch, use the hashtag CONC so we can see it. Yes. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.
1: Cool. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Crash on my couch would not be Crash on my couch without the help of these wonderful people.
0: Mm-hmm. A special thanks to executive producer Tim Street, my manager Byron Ashley, producer Emma Kikuchi, and our editor Jason Perrier, and for production assistance from Alan Ortega. Thank you guys.